0: So, I've talked many times on this podcast about CRT, the curriculum choices of school boards, and woke. Books found in libraries across the entire nation. Many of you have asked about alternative library choices, and if you've never heard of the Tuttle Twins, you are in for a treat. The current political and economic climate is coming to a critical tipping point, and socialism's popularity is on the rise. And so, educating our kids about freedom is more important today than it's ever been. For more information about the Tuttle Twins and to take advantage of special discounted offers, go to heidistjohn.com forward slash Tuttle Twins. Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm glad you guys are here. Today is Thursday, the 10th of February. And today I'm going to air part two of my interview with a friend that I'm calling David. Remember you guys met him yesterday. This is an important conversation about early home treatment and the power of telling the truth. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Before we get going today, I wanna to remind you guys that we are at the beginning of a brand spanking new study on unity at Mom Strong International. This is a great opportunity for you guys to engage the culture and center it on what you know to be true about the world based on the word of God. And that's really what we are all about here at the podcast and also at MomStrong International. So we're gonna be studying unity and why it is so important that we never, never, never sacrifice truth on the altar of of a misguided mercy, or that we never again allow ourselves to participate in undiscerning tolerance. And so I hope you guys will get to know us and the Bible study there. Again, this is gonna be happening for the entire month and you can find out more at momstronginternational.com. All right, you guys, without further ado, I wanna go ahead and air part two of my interview uh, with a gentleman who I am calling David. David met me at a event that I spoke at recently and came up and said, Heidi, I've got information. He said, I have, I've been a microbiologist in the medical community for a very long time. I've been focusing on immunology for 28 years, and it's time that we unmask what is happening in the medical community and begin to set people free. This is a very important interview, and I'm going to join it in progress. Now, this is so interesting. I want to stop you for a second because in, in times past, when we've introduced, I don't care what it is, a vaccine... A therapeutic, and there were even, let's say, I think I can't remember the name of the last uh, inoculation they tried, but there were eight deaths, and and the U.S. put the brakes on it. They're like, whoa, whoa, eight people have died from this. This isn't, this is not okay. You're talking about in a three month span, by Pfizer's own admission, that there were over thirty four thousand or forty two thousand adverse reactions to this thing. Is that? That's what they're saying, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, that that is exactly. 42,000
0: and yet what do we have going on right now? All the signs, all the Department of Transportation signs that you see over our freeways here in Washington State, get get vax, get boosted. And now you see the Washington State initiative trying to get young people, children, little children this vaccine. This is alarming, isn't it?
1: Well, I mean, I don't think it takes much of a stretch to say yes, this is mm-hmm. alarming. So Let me break down that 42,086 adverse events that were reported, voluntarily reported, or maybe clinicians, you know, you have to have that and um, the adverse event to want to to report this. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think these people were brave enough. So um, first off, 520 recovered with sequelae, that means that they knew what it was but they have long-term disability or long-term effect going on. Um, out of that, again, out of that 42,086, 11,361 did not recover at the time of this report. This report was, re- was published or made available or that was completed on April 30th of 2021. So when
0: you say did not recover, what, what does that mean?
1: You know, I don't know if I can explain exactly everything, but they know or that did, um, did not recover. So, yeah, they their ongoing adverse event is at the end of this report. Remember, it's three months long. They still were having problematic adverse events.
0: Wow. And so for all they knew, that's the rest of their life like that, correct? Correct. At the time, yeah. Right.
1: And some of these, you know, may disappear, maybe they did mm-hmm. disappear, but I'm just, I'm giving you the facts mm-hmm. of this three-month report. Okay. So, um...
0: And how many, does it say how many were fatal? How many in that window oh, does it say yeah, I'm sorry. if anyone died?
1: Yeah, very good question. So, um, 1,223 fatalities. That, again, is shocking, shocking, alarming. Because, you know, normally I think this is a quote from Peter A. McCullough because he's been on the safety boards for approval of medications. Mm -hmm. If you get five deaths, you put a a halt. You stop it. You you put a halt and you find out what's really going on. Right. If you have 50, you're done. Yeah. It's done. That substance is tabled forever. So here we have... 1,223 fatalities Shocking. that in, were reported. In a,
0: a three-month span. In a three-month three span. This is – uh, th- sh- these people are criminals in my opinion. And I've been saying this for months on the show, how they've handled it. It's just criminal. And this is just more evidence of that coming from Pfizer.
1: So and you know, one thing on page six, they the number of injections that were given is didacted. We don't know what it was, hmm. but I do have the rest of that information. So that's the the, the hard fast results.
0: And again, now, this came from a Freedom of Information yes. Act request, so it's why it's available. I mean, anyone can find it. All you got to do is, you know, well, get out have there to on the dig Internet. deep. Mm-hmm. And they
1: don't probably they want don't this. make it easy. They don't they don't want this. But you know, there were brave individuals that requested this, and um, here we're we're exposing it. We're we're speaking truth about that. So here's some of the simple math results from that information that I just gave you. So 11,361 divided by 42,086, that's 27% unresolved, unrecovered adverse events. Amazing. So if you add up all of these uh, adverse events – the 11,000, the 520, and then the 1,223 deaths. So including the deaths now. Including the deaths now, divided by the 42,086. That's 31% that had died or long-term unresolved side effects. Shocking. That it, This is extreme. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: um, let's move on to some other um, of the data that is on. So that... Mm-hmm. You know, that comes from page 7, uh, and this is also um, some of the pregnancy data that I'm going to go over. And I think this will come from page, uh, 12. Was it page 12, I believe. Um, some near. subgroups. So we're talking about the pregnancy data. So there were 274 cases involving pregnancy out of this 42,000. Um, 146 non-serious adverse events. So 53 non-serious, but 47 that were serious, 47%. And then um, 75 out of that 274 or 27% serious adverse events, which included miscarriage or stillbirths. Mm. So, I mean, the public was told... Safe. This is safe. This is safe. Yeah. So I and then you know this was available on, or they they finished this report on April thirtieth, and they're telling it's safe for if you're pregnant to take this, but that that's just absurd. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nearly thirty percent. You're going to tell a, a pregnant lady that, oh, by the way, there's. 30% or 27% that chance that you're going to mischarge yeah. or you're going to have a stillbirth. Mm-hmm. think she'd too.
0: take that shot if she knew the statistic? No Look, way.
1: I mean, there's no way, no way that you would want to do that. That's no. just...
0: My daughter uh, is expecting our fourth grandchild here in a couple of months. And she went to the, one of our local area hospitals just for a, you know, a preliminary prenatal visit. And the first thing they did was offer her that, that vaccine. And of course... She's my daughter. <laughs> so she was like, "Oh no, no, no. When hell freezes over, I'll take your dumb, I'll take your dumb shot." And she didn't have that information. I can't even imagine.
1: Well, you know, what
0: I, these moms are going through right now?
1: Well, I, I can tell you, anecdotally, personally, I know someone close to them, a daughter or a friend that um, were forced to take this injection, and within one to two or a week, they had a miscarriage. Mm. These are these are close friends of mine. And I even know of a doctor, healthy, his wife, healthy, seven-month pregnancy, mm. within one to two days had a miscarriage. And then I know of other people— um, you know, a friend of mine's coll- colleague in in college, mm-hmm. um, thirty seven year old, that was involved with uh, as a nutritional therapist, um, two kids, given the shot, and within two days, she's dead, and she mm-hmm. leaves a husband and two small children.
0: There's another. So, I mean, if we're if we're talking anecdotally, and I bet you. That the people who are listening to this, I bet you everyone listening knows somebody at this point, right? There's a, a guy who lives not too far from here in Washugal. young man in his 30s, uh, took the jab. And ever since then, he's had, he's literally had crippling vertigo. He cannot be in a room with any light in it. We're going on, what, six months of that now? And they're telling him they're not sure he's ever going to recover. And it was definitely related to taking that shot.
1: So um, I'll go on a little bit more some of the data that came out. So breastfeeding uh, mothers, um, 17 out of 133 or 13% side effect um, that happened to the child or the infant while breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. What this means is, you know, indirect exposure to the injection and demonstrates, this is their data, Pfizer's Mm -hmm. data, demonstrates that shedding and transferred into the breast milk as seen. In the it's Pfizer's real. data. Yeah. So um, so anyway, that is, you know, the adverse events. That's the, the, I guess you would call the raw data. Oh, there's a little bit more. So in this 42,086, uh, 34 children were given under the age of, 11 were given this injection. I don't know how or why, but it was not. Yeah, because it wasn't it, it that wasn't, wasn't approved appro- yet. It wasn't approved then. Not that it stops them, it seems like. So um, <laughs> 24 out of the 34 had serious adverse events.
0: 24 out of
1: 34?
0: That's 70.6%. Oh, dear God. I, I just.
1: And, okay, it goes even a little bit more. 13 out of the 34, or 38%, did not get any better. Um, this is not a disease of the kids. No, they they get over, and let, I mean, if you, I'm sure there are some outliers. Maybe there's 300 deaths of, of kids that are, mm-hmm. what under 25 or what mm-hmm. I don't I can't give you that data, mm-hmm. but you know they were probably overweight. They had some autoimmune disease, or, or even some, a
0: or even a uh, an illness that the parents had yet to discover. Right? Maybe they hadn't didn't know that yet. Yeah.
1: Or else they you know they could have had some extreme allergic reaction mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. this is just uncalled for yeah. and you know robert malone who is the father of mrna, of technol- mRNA technology just recently in in washington dc in a senate forum held by R- ron johnson senator passionately said This injection is not at all safe and needed or required for For children. children. Yeah. So that's that's his quote. He passionately said, "Do not do this." So uh, I I know I'm probably just being a a messenger, and I'm quoting these people, but you know, uh, this these are the key opinion leaders. Mm Do you want to start supporting companies whose products are
0: made right here in the United States? Me too. And at the top of my list is MyPillow. I recently learned that MyPillow is so much more than pillows. And in fact, Jay and I decided to try out the MyPillow mattress and we love it. You guys, check it out because with my special promo code, you can get up to 66% off all MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to take advantage of Mike Lindell's special offer for the Heidi St. John podcast listeners. That's MyPillow.com, promo code Heidi, or call 1-800-447-0541.
1: These are.
0: And and they've been ignored. That's the other thing that's so shocking. These are not, you know, like I said earlier, these are not burger flippers from from Wendy's. These are people who have dedicated their lives. I mean, Dr. Robert Malone, a key example. I read his entire statement uh, on the show last week about why you should not give this vaccine to children. And the voices of these, these brilliant scientists and doctors and people who have been studying, you know, microbiology and immunology. And uh, vaccine technology, the whole lives have been uh, censored, ignored, shamed, threatened. Uh, you got to wonder why that is. But it seems rather sinister to me.
1: Um, I cannot argue with that statement. So um, let's talk about any substance that is going to be ingested by a human or uh maybe even animals there is a proper science substance approval process it usually takes 10 or more years of collecting data before an approval is given so all of these adverse events heart attacks strokes blood clots of the intestine or the lungs autoimmune diseases caused by a substance and Anything that happens in these experiments, in the phase one, two, or three studies, you know, it's it's guilty and proven otherwise. Mm-hmm. So um, so you need a lengthy period of time.
0: You're saying historically. Historically. Historically, not the, now. I mean, it's on its head now.
1: Yeah, you know, But this yeah. is the normal, proper science mm-hmm. that is is taking place in order to have— a substance or a medication or whatever ingested into uh, a human being uh, needs to t- take place. So you 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 look at the rates of these adverse events, you know, heart attacks, blood clots. You know you you compare, uh, and they have to be equal or similar to after the injection. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there is causal reason that these. Substances would not be approved. Mm-hmm. So, um, I guess concluding um, these unresolved and serious adverse uh, adverse events, thirty one percent was was caused by you know these new genetic materials, mm-hmm. and and that just tells me it's not safe. It's not safe. Uh, pregnancy data demonstrates twenty seven percent serious side effects. Um and then uh, breastfeeding, you know we we see that th- these shots they're shedding and giving exposure indirectly to children and infants and then the children there was 70 point6 percent serious adverse events and just should not be given to to children so uh, um, the last thing I think it it's, It's a question that begs to be asked, you know, why do health boards, governments, colleges of physicians and surgeons and public health agencies allow these injections that have never been before available to us, genetic material given to human beings with this data that comes from Pfizer itself?
0: Mm. Well, this is so sobering. You handed me an article right before we started that, uh, and I'll just read the headline, Senator Ron Johnson, and this just happened January 24th, 2022. Senator Ron Johnson holds a panel discussion on COVID-19, and I quote, a second opinion, and he said the data is alarming. And the panel included world-renowned doctors, medical experts, and lawyers, Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Pierre Corey. Dr. Richard Urso, another one of the frontline doctors, Thomas Renz and others, a nearly five-hour dialogue packed with facts, data, expert testimonies, and bombshells that encompassed a range of topics. And basically what they said was, this, this is uh, an emergency at the end of the day. We have not told the truth. People are dying because of our unwillingness to embrace, to look at this thing objectively. And that's what we've lost in all of this, Right. And I guess I have a kind of a question for you, uh, you know, as a scientist, as someone who studied microbiology and your, your fascination and your focus on immunology, what's the way home from here?
1: Well, you know, everyone was in a panic and there was this fear and anxiety just ensued and um, they were scrambling. They wanted to come up with something that might have been political or whatever, but, you know, these clinicians that you just named off, they came up with a cheap, inexpensive way to protect people from dying. And so these medications, they were generic. They're, they're cheap. If there was a treatment available, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. emergency use authorization would never have been That's right. put in place. So,
0: And it was there.
1: Yes, and it was. It was, there. it was there. Yeah. I mean, again, Dr. McCullough's uh, paper was published in August seventh of twenty twenty. This was before these uh, inoculations were approved.
0: You know, the more I hear about this stuff, and uh, you know, I, I'll never forget this really as long as I live. But I, I was probably one of the first people to start ringing, the sound of the alarm, at least here in Southwest Washington. I'm walking on the street, you know, not too far from my house in Battleground, Washington, and I'm watching people, you know, masking and social distancing. And we started to see stickers on the floors, you know, and tape to tell us which way to walk down the aisle of Safeway and all this stuff. And the fact of the matter is these are airborne viruses. It's not going to be stopped by a piece of tape on the floor of of, uh, a Safeway. It's not going to be stopped buy a cloth mask over your you know over your your nose and your mouth which nobody wears them properly anyway and the number of times you touch them I could go on and on and on but the fact of the matter is we have been lied to now for two solid years two solid years we've been lied to the number of people the deaths the, I mean you just read what people have reported what about the ones that didn't report what about the ones who are suffering these adverse effects and and they haven't contacted Ver or or Pfizer doesn't know about them
1: well you know let's talk about the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. It's been around for 30 years. F- mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's been around for 30 years. And, you know, to my knowledge right now, there's been, you know, somewhere around 20,000 deaths that have been reported to the vars So a little bit, let's dig a little bit deeper. In 2010 or 2012, Harvard Medical School did a study on the VARES. and they came up with the fact that, you know, anywhere from, it's underreported, mm-hmm. somewhere between 1% and 10% is what that number represents. Mm-hmm. And so I think on your list there, there might be a Stephen Kirsch. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was, was on the list. Yeah, he uh, was. And he is MIT educated statistician so these he, are
0: these are brilliant scientists yeah, they're, they're yeah.
1: way beyond any yeah. of my yeah cerebral knowledge and yeah. just these are these are these are the michael jordans yeah of the world i mean they're they're incredible people and and just they're brave and their, their expertise is unquestioned in fact um, so He looked at the VAR's data nine different ways, and he says that, you know, we're probably approaching 150,000 that have have died. Needlessly, too. Needlessly. That's
0: what's so frustrating about this whole thing. And I'm wondering, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I'm running for Congress. I hope that the Congress investigates these people. I hope we see the equivalent of the Nuremberg trials when this is over, and it will be over. It will be over. And I I keep telling people this—corona's here to stay— you know like the flu is here to stay it's not going to go away you don't, we're not going to get rid of it we're going to, have to learn to live with it and what you've said which i think is encouraging is that there are early home treatments available we don't have to live in fear of this thing we don't have people do not have to continue needlessly dying if we could just get the information out to people about these early home interventions and the importance of exercise and nutrition and vitamins and all those things we could turn we could turn it around that's what i hear you saying
1: um, I think you have um, given a very clear um, conclusion and a synopsis of what we've tried to communicate, you know, here today. Um, it seems like there was one other thing that I wanted to, uh, to share, but um, it seems to have slipped my mind right
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good thing that, uh, that you live locally because I'd love to have you back. Again, and uh, while you're looking through, you know, through that, I want to just remind the audience. I hope that you will take this information because, frankly, it, it comes at, at risk to me now too because they're labeling my podcasts as misinformation. I keep getting taken down off of the internet. When we live in a country that squashes dissent and that doesn't allow for a, for a difference of opinion. To be aired to the public, something is wrong. The truth is never afraid of a lie, but a lie is always afraid of the truth, and I think that's what we're seeing play out.
1: Well, you know, these these clinicians that met in Washington D.C. in the Senate, you know, they they definitely said that. You know, we need to have normally. Yes. These researchers and scientists. There's robust debate, and that just um, that hasn't happened. And. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just remembered what I wanted to to say, you know, with uh, Stephen Kirsch and uh, Dr. Peter McCullough. Stephen Kirsch has said that if you can come up with a study that's published that counteracts anything that Dr. Peter McCullough has said and has published, you'll get a million dollars. So they have Plenty of confidence yeah, yeah. that what they're speaking – and this is – these these are people that are treating patients. To my knowledge, Fauci has never treated one single yeah. patient.
0: If you ever – did you ever read The Real Anthony Fauci?
1: Uh, so I, I have not.
0: That will make your blood boil. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Well, I'm out of time. Okay. Uh, I just want to encourage everyone who's listening share this podcast far and wide if you know somebody who's particularly if they're thinking of of uh giving this shot to a child please reconsider children are not at risk for this for this virus we need them for herd immunity frankly and i've heard uh i've heard many of the frontline doctors and dr mccullough say the same thing it's children who help us in many in many respects reach herd immunity because they get it and uh and and uh, they're not at risk for it, and they help us build up our immune systems. But we're not doing that anymore. Somehow, science is on its head, and I and I hope, uh, I hope, David, that more people like you have courage and are willing to come forward. I so appreciate uh, meeting you and the opportunity to hear. The research that you've, un- that you've uncovered, I'm going to go ahead and see if I can't link to this report now. It's widely available, right? People can find it. So I'm going to see if I can't link to it in the show notes. I'll see if I can't get a copy of that in a PDF form so people can find it. But the main thing is people need to tell the truth. And that is the way home from this. Would you agree?
1: Um, absolutely.
0: Thank you so much for coming.
1: Well, you know, again, thank you for allowing me to come on and to share some raw data and truth And, you know, you know, we'll we'll continue to discover more and more truth. But um, I just felt like this had to be known to the world.
0: Yeah, it's too important. It's too important. No time to lose. I appreciate you so much. And uh, we'll stay in touch.
1: All right. Adios.
0: Thank you. For more information on today's show, I'm going to encourage you guys go down to the show notes and I will link back to this report as well as several other things that are pertinent information, not the least of which is I've got a new uh, new Bible study at MomStrong International. Hope you guys will check that out. We appreciate so much you listening and sharing this podcast, leaving reviews, particularly at iTunes and at Spotify, where this podcast is hosted. Thank you guys so much for listening. Stay well, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.